0: Welcome to another Crossing Broadcast. I am your host, Kyle Pagan, joined today by Kevin Kincaid. Before we introduce Kevin, it is June 28th, which marks the first official day of Crossing Broadcast 3.0. If you're joining us for the first time ever, hit that subscribe button right underneath this video. Click that thumbs up because supposedly that makes the YouTube algorithm just purr. And if you're returning, whether it be on YouTube or the podcast feed, we do appreciate that. Now, let's get into what this show is going to be all about. Every Tuesday and Thursday, I'll be here from 12 to 12.30 12 p.m. We'll have a rotation of Crossing Broad personalities and guests. One day it might be Kevin. The next it might be Bob, Russ, Aunt Coggin, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe even Kyle will get on. It's just a fun, chill-out show, man. Every, over lunchtime to help you catch up on everything that you might have missed during the morning or day before. And every episode will be on the Crossing Broadcast podcast feed. So just search the name wherever you get podcasts. So now that we have that in order, I want to introduce my co-host for today, Kevin Kikade. And it wouldn't be true Crossing Broadcast start if we didn't have some radio awards revolving around Angelo Cataldi and who's replacing it going to be. So what up, Kevin?
1: What up? Uh... It's good to uh relaunch this, man. This is your show. You can do what you want to do with it. I'll be here sometimes. Maybe we'll get Bob on, maybe we'll get Russ on. Maybe we get the maestro, Kyle Scott back on, you know?
0: Mm-hmm, Although mm-hmm.
1: uh we'll have to make sure it's it's uh it's Villanova. We're talking Villanova that day or, you know, crypto or yeah. uh, gam gambling or one of the things Musk. one of the Inflation. He's interested. Inflation. Yeah. yeah. You know, maybe we'll do, it some, do an inflation show one of these days. <laughs> but uh, it's good to be back. No, I would just I'd just add on that, like real quick. Yeah. You know, like we were doing the podcast a couple of years ago, and you know, Kyle and Russ and Adam Lefko had a good thing going, and then Adam, you know, moved on to bigger and better things, and Russ and I kind of kept the podcast afloat, kept it on life support for a little bit, and um, you know, we did uh, f- did that for a little bit, and then we did uh, the six ten ESPN thing for a little bit. We were doing the show you know, live on Monday nights. And then we're after a while, we're just like, ah, this is whatever, you know. So we just kind of shelved it, but we never, it was never, you know, in the plans to permanently, like, get rid of it. You know, we always had thought about rebranding it and doing something different, you know, at some point in the future. So here we are, YouTube show, you know, and yeah, the audio is going to go up on the podcast feed, and uh, this is going to be twice a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. So looking forward to it, man. We'll do it live. The definition of multimedia
0: right here. So... Listen, everybody loves it. Everybody wants to know about it. The Radio Wars, they continue to do some of the highest <laughs> rated pieces on Crossing Broad. I know. You teased it. I know. You said you have something you want to
1: talk about. The floor is yours. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of Radio Wars going on, right? You know, Mikey Miss left and, uh, you know, we reported that they're lining up Tyrone and uh, Hunter brody and uh ricky bow to replace them we're still waiting for that announcement i'm not exactly sure what the holdup is is with that that should i think you'll probably get an official confirmation on that one maybe in like a week or two um you know i don't think there's much more to be done there that it was kind of in place and they just kind of had to cross their t's and dot their eyes i guess um to get that one over the hump so that's one thing um i mean then you got ray diddy leaving at the same time too we reported that they have mike sealski and uh jody mack lined up to each do a weekend day um you know replacing ray at least on wip now now um nbc sports philadelphia they will get into this a little bit later but they'd have to replace ray and seth joiner as well on tv so holy shit all, like all these replacements all of a sudden but on the on the angelo front the angelo is a big one that everybody wants to know right and um i've got a couple nuggets about that some i'm really sure about and others just mostly like rumor and speculation but the first bullet i'll give give you four bullets on angelo right now first one is that Rhea hughes i'm told uh is staying with wip Um, may not be with the morning show um it may be a different day part you know um you know maybe like a mid days or something like that that i'm not totally sure of but i have it on good authority from two sources uh there that it's that she's going to stay. Um, Al Morgani and Jonesy, I'm not sure, um, but Rhea, I'm told, will be remaining with uh, 94 WIP in some capacity. Uh, the second bullet is actually something that we had talked about. I mentioned this on the site last week or the week before, but uh, it seems to me like Joe DeCamera is the front runner for the job right now, or at least in one of the host chairs. Um, so decamera's name keeps coming up with everybody I talked to about this. They seem to think that he's the uh, leader in the clubhouse here, but I also keep hearing this Mike Golick rumor at the same time mm. um, as, as you freeze up on me, but I'll keep talking. Um, oh, there you go. You're moving. Uh, Mike Golick is a name that I whenever I talk to somebody about this, they're like, yeah, I they're, hear they're you looking perfectly. at Golick. They're talking. To Golick. Okay. But that seems, you know, I, I'm not sure if, if uh, Golick junior or Golick senior would go to WIP for that gig. You know, they're both doing the draft Kings thing right now, but, um, you know, you never know. I mean, like that's a big like WIP morning show is a big gig. You know, I mean, like replacing Mike so Francesca is a big gig going to Boston. You're only what hearing about Golic.
0: That? You don't know. You, you're only hearing a Golic. You don't know which Mike will be
1: sitting in that chair. <laughs> no, I don't know if it's Junior's. I would assume it's Senior. I would assume it's Senior because he's not at ESPN anymore. But like, I can't get a straight answer. I think people like, "What do you mean, Mike Golic?" Like I wanted to shut to shut that rumor, shoot that rumor down, but I can't because people keep talking about it. So maybe they do like a DeCamera Golic thing. Maybe Rhea goes to a different day part. Um, one of the other bullets that I'm hearing is that there's actually another person who's going to be coming into the station. Uh, another woman is going to be joining WIP soon. Um, I believe she may be going to mornings as well. So maybe Rhea will go to a different day part. And maybe this new person will come in and do mornings with maybe DeCamera and maybe Golic, if that's really what ends up being the thing. That's what I'm co-host, trying to hammer out. Right co-host update
0: kind of individual, like kind of like a Jen Scordo, Natty Eganoff kind of role? Rhea yeah, role?
1: maybe like a third chair kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I would assume that's probably what it is. But the ones I I feel the strongest about, like I, I've heard for sure that Ria's staying. I know this other woman's coming in, That the Cameron Golick thing, I want to hammer out and try to like figure out for sure if that's like going to happen. Um, but you know, the interesting thing, this is the final bullet point here is that um, the decision is really kind of coming from the top of Odyssey. And uh, there's this guy named David Field who's the CEO over there and uh, mm. because they have a new program director, their program director's name is Rod Lakin. And he took over uh, for Spike when Spike went up to New York. Um, and then they have a on the like the hierarchy, so it's Rod is the program director. Then they have a guy named David Yadgarov, who's above him, and he's like a I think they call him the market manager, and he's like a vice president as well. So that's another level. And then on top of him is the CEO of the entire company, his name's David Field. So what I've been told by a lot of people is that David Field himself is personally involved in making this uh, choice because it's a big it's a big fucking deal, right? You know, um, you know, as Biden once told Obama back in the day, this is a big. F'n deal, and uh, you know, so it's like his. You know, I guess he sees it as his baby, or it's like a big decision to be made, or something like that. I think the, the thing that people should understand about that, maybe they don't realize, is you know, when Entercom at the time merged with CBS Radio, I guess that was like 2017 or something. Entercom was based out of Philadelphia, so the headquarters was always in Philadelphia, even though they didn't own WIP at the time. They didn't own Philadelphia property, so David Field, I'm told, was always a big WIP fan and a big Eagles fan and so he sees you know even though they didn't own wip at the time he came up in philadelphia and their headquarters was in philadelphia so they feel like a special connection to the local cluster of philadelphia stations and so he's kind of like you know overseeing and inserting himself into the decision-making process so i don't know how much rod Lakin has had in in uh um you know in making that choice and how much david yadgroff has but i'm told that the ceo is is heavily involved so those are the nuggets ria okay staying new woman coming in i keep hearing joe de Cameron and golick and uh, david field heavily involved so that's what i got for you
0: if it was de and it was golick and it was this third chair kind of like the third man for for the nwl the third <laughs> the third woman um how would you yeah. feel about that do you say because you never want to be and this goes for 97.52 with mike you never want to be the guy that follows the guy I mean, that's why maybe crossing broadcast 2.0 didn't make it because you had to follow Russ Lefko, <laughs> and Kyle Scott. Yeah. And that was a successful show. And now we're on a 3.0. Like, I got in yeah. at the right time. I'm not following the guys. How do you yeah. feel about that? What do you – are these – I mean, DeCamera's a radio veteran. Golick, obviously a radio veteran. Mm-hmm. So I think if you ever had to replace someone with Cataldi, I don't listen to a lot of sports radio. I kind of like it.
1: Yeah, it's tough, man. I mean, there's so much pressure on your shoulders to be the the show that replaces the show. I mean, I think if you did market industry research and you had some kind of data on it, it would probably point to the show after the replacement show being more successful, you know? But, I mean, imagine how much pressure there is. And from above, too, you know, to keep sponsors around. And, you know, do you want to keep, like, a, like, an owl around or, like, a Jonesy around, you know, the connection, the old-school connection, even if Angelo's gone to, like, your... Um, you know, the companies that are spending money or advertisers, you know, I mean, there's so much riding on that decision for them, you know, but, uh, you know, say for instance, like, again, I don't know, I want to hammer out the Golic thing, but if you did like a Golic into camera just for the sake of discussion, um, you know, pairing, are they doing like the thing that Joe does with John Ritchie now where it's like the one like dorky kind of guy and then the former player, like, are you, are you doing that dynamic again? Like, I don't know. Do you, do you even, I would ask you, do you like, De camera and Richie right now? Like, do you listen to that show? No, um, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't love it. I, I, I think Richie could use a little
0: more, you know, energy. And I think DeCamera could actually like give some of his energy to Richie. I think that yeah. would then be like a really good dynamic, but, they kind of make me laugh because it's just this big hulking former fullback. And there's just this shrimpy Joe DeCamera Who's just like, he's a dork,
1: but he would, he would tell yeah. you he
0: was a dork. But I wonder if they um, would try to, I
1: wonder if that's something they would try to replicate. If they did do it that way. I don't know. I believe it or not. I'm actually probably one of the people who I thought, I actually liked Joe a lot better. Um, when he was solo at 975. five, okay. like, cause it was just real shrewd. Like it was like a Rob Ellis kind of show. It was just straightforward, like sports talk without the, um, you know, I, I, you know, I'm the I'm the dorky writer, of, you know, media guy near the former football mm-hmm. player. You know, they didn't have that dynamic. But uh, so I know so, that Joe can I know that Joe, I guess the point I'm trying to make is that Joe can can do different f- things. You know, it's not just like one, you know, sh- the shtick that they have going for themselves in midday. Now, I think I honestly think he'll be pretty good at the morning show. He was the leading
0: favorite, I think. I think I think you hammered him out at the Crossing Broad Sportsbook and Casino.
1: Uh, yeah yeah was he number one yeah i think he I was, was number one and
0: then Julio yeah. was coming up a, a, a close second i know jan jansen was up there for oh, a little right. bit i mean he might have been the betting favorite but i know he kind of got yes, his show you know, wherever he's at
1: now john could still be involved because um you know he's doing uh big daddy's shift now right so he mm-hmm. took the two to the six things so he's going to bleed into that show as well and maybe he sticks around for another half hour an hour every so often or maybe they do the crossover leading into that but yeah, I originally thought what they were doing with that was a good idea was that they're like rotating person coming in on Wednesdays and trying a bunch of different hosts and see who who fit. You know, I thought they'd make a decision off of there and go internal. I maybe mean, if they do it, maybe if they do like one internal like a camera, and then one outside hire and try to marry them together and then bring in like a new third wheel. This woman I'm talking about, you know, maybe, maybe that's the way to go. Maybe that's a smart way because you get a little bit of your institutional hire from within kind of thing, but then you hit you hit on maybe like a bigger national name at the same time. If that's what they're doing, I think that's smart. Does this add to the bitter rivalry of
0: 975 versus 941? Now Golick, a 975 guy, technically back in the day, switching over to 94 WIP. Also Tim, our our buddy Tim Crossing Broad, he told us about this. He's like, I want to understand the coaching trees. Now the radio coaching trees. Now where's my Golik come out of? Like you ever see always <laughs> see in the NFL. Like Andy Reid's got a great coaching tree. Is Golick a part of the, the the Tony Bruno coaching tree, the Jaworski coaching tree, the ESPN coaching tree. Like I, I'm trying to think, like where's his coaching tree fit in?
1: I guess not because it was a national show, you know. Yeah, yeah Mike and Mike in the morning was simulcasted, or uh, not simulcasted. It was uh, broadcasted. You know? <laughs> it's like when Rush Limbaugh is on 400 different channels, syndicate. yeah. syndicated. Syndicated. There you go. Simulcasted. Cheese. Um, it's been a long day already. It's only twelve, thirteen. but, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know because it's not, that wasn't like a morning, sh- you know, back then it was like Mike and Mike and then they go to f- Harry and, and Bruno and then, um, yeah, Mike would come on. I'm missing now. It was like the face of the fanatic back then. I, they didn't really consider like that morning show to be competition because it was just a syndication piece, you know, but it would be interesting. I mean, Golik makes a lot of sense if we're talking about senior because he was a former Eagle. He did media here when he was a player here, like back in the 90s. He was on TV shows here. Mm. Um, he's done 17 or 18. I think Mike and Mike was like 18 years in a row or 17 years or something like that. So he definitely knows what the hell he's doing. I think that the actually- camera has a has a greenie uh, way about him, too. That's true. I could see that, that yeah. Uh, comparison. Yeah. Kind of like the more straightforward. I'm like the, like the sports geek kind of, right. I love sports. I can tell you all of my favorite sports movies or whatever, but also a lot of good knowledge too, with like the more practical stuff of like, you know, Mike Golick or John Ritchie can tell you what a fucking Tampa two looks like.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, just hope that get, the camera doesn't stab uh Golick in the back.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> right. Allegedly. So, uh, uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but it's crazy man if you think about it, though i mean how how i mean this is if i told you like at the beginning of the year you know before angela made his announcement or whatever that we that angelo would be leaving mike missanelli would be leaving ray Didinger would be leaving um jim gardner would be leaving you know it's all just in this year and then you go back like you know a year to mark zoom off and uh you know all the old dudes from the Inquirer who took the buyouts. I and mean, there's been this like crazy turnover here, you know? So mm-hmm. you're not even going to recognize, you know, sports talk radio in these parts coming up soon, you know?
0: Well, I would say, good. Let's get some fresh blood in there.
1: And I think of- so too, man. Yeah.
0: And speaking of fresh blood, <laughs> let's move right over. Seth Joyner, man. Seth Joyner, now Ray Diddy, 50% of the desk is gone. Um, I want to know some of your replacements you want. You would see Seth Joyner and I guess Ray Diddy. But I don't well, think it's a diddy.
1: Let me ask let me ask you a question first cuz I've done okay. enough talking for the first 10 minutes here. Um did you like the did, did you like Seth on the
0: No. On this game show? I thought he just yelled at me the whole time. He kind of scared me. Like with the Eagles could be 3 and 1 and they, and they would lose like to, you know, the Buccaneers and it would be like, well, these guys are just soft ass pussies who can't tackle and who are jumping off sides and have no discipline. It just, it doesn't resonate with, with me. It doesn't resonate with, I think people, my age and stuff. Not everyone can be a pussy when you're getting, you know, run into like a car crash, a hundred plays a game. Um, I, I think Ray Diddy's irreplaceable. So like, don't even try to do it. I think they should just go in a completely different way. I think they should make the desk three. um, you know, say what you want about Mike. Mike's always been nice to me. He's held a couple shirts up on air of mine and stuff, so I kind of have, I guess, a sauce bite for Barken. No. You know, you see him on the Phillies post game sometime, and it's just this fake yeah. outrage live. You know, uh, hat tip, uh, Bob Wankel. You know, the outrage yeah, is the got, outrage.
1: Yeah, we've got like- some uh, stories. Yeah, we've got uh, Bob and I have some Barken stories that maybe we can share on a future episode or something. But I, I think I think there's enough, like, to actually answer the question that you asked, I think there's enough former players floating around that would do a pretty good job uh coach gary's here in the comments he's got uh he spelled brian westbrook wrote westbrook wrong he wrote brain west he's dyslexic so it happens <laughs> but um 10, yeah but I, you could do you could do like uh you know when i was doing the um charity game the other day like jason avon was down there i think jason avon would, would be good on that for sure i agree trey yeah. thomas i you know did the uh morning show at uh yep. fanatic and he did some wip too like i think trey could probably do it um that'd be two former Eagles offensive linemen on the show with Barrett, with Barrett staying there, you know? So Rube. you'd have, you'd have Bark Rube. Yeah. I think Rube would be really good, but you know, again, like what is his responsibility at like the post-game press conference, you know, like, is he going to have to Z- leave the link and walk over to the studio, you know,
0: but there's two of them. So I feel like Zangaro could take some of that and whatnot, but I, really I just want to see Rube cause I missed the daily news live days. Like I wasn't really like in on that. So always I missed all the spud and, and Rube back and forth. So like, Get Rube on there. Get Spuds on there. And whenever tr- whenever Spuds is trying to carry the water for the Eagles organization, just have yeah. Rube yeah. put him over his knee spank him and put him in his place like he did maybe all the get, time. yeah
1: maybe we get dave to pull that up and we can play the media but uh yeah that was one of my favorite he told him uh, why don't you uh why don't you shut up and i can keep talking or what did he say why don't you just shut it, up it like
0: was him? It was. yeah <laughs> why don't you shut up so i keep talking and then it was uh it was all over like josh huff and his hollow point bullets or something like that uh, like a uh, uh, guy's uh, yeah. like a four-string wide receiver driving over the ben franklin getting pulled over yeah, and they're the, going at each other's throats
1: uh, yeah yeah i know well here's here's the thing so say you did okay so say you have Barkhan kind of running the show um ed Randell's not we'll say he's not involved anymore <laughs> right <laughs> we didn't even mention the gov so say it's barkan barrett and then say like maybe they can make like a rube work or something like that and then you did like a jason or Avant or a or a Trey or like a um whoever else is around i don't know pick a pick another guy who's around like um Know, there or something like that. But So you'd have two former players. You'd have a respected writer. Then you'd have Barkan. Like, I don't I don't think that's a horrible. Oh, yeah. Can we can we? <laughs> this, is, this is old school. This is uh, 2016. This is OG Crossing Broad right here where Kyle just wrote like two sentences and then just dropped in a bunch of clips or whatever. Um, yeah, it was the Josh Huff situation.
0: <laughs> and that's how you make 25 million people. 20 And folks, if you want to see how you make 25 million dollars. Right? One yeah. paragraph,
1: three videos. Um, t T from <laughs> the two hundred three is on the comments um, here. He, I got he one says Brandon Boykin. He says Brandon Boykin and Malcolm Jenkins. Isn't Jenkins still playing though? Brandon Boykin. <laughs> yeah, Brandon Boykin. What, what are you, are you, you Cataldi? He <laughs> had like one good one good year. Let here. me just get Brandon Brooks. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, Brandon, Brandon Boykin was Brooks. supposed
0: to be the nickel corner that we that we yeah. uh, that we ha- that we uh, needed to shore up the defense. I got one for you.
1: D-Gun, bring him back. <laughs> why did they ever get rid of him in the first place is what I want to know. It's in, in, in all of the decisions that they've made, and NBC Sports Philadelphia's made a lot of terrible personnel decisions over the year. Not just them, but all sports media in this city over the last 10 years, not a hot take at all. NBC Sports Philadelphia moving on from D-Gun was the dumbest, dumbest move of them all. Yeah. Why, why would you ever do that? <laughs> Well, it makes it, no sense. There's like a big money money thing behind the scenes that none of us knew about. I, I get it, but that that is inconceivable to me that like a, like you would willfully move on from somebody like Gunner, you know. When when players
0: actually come out and defend a media person for getting fired, that's when you know he has an insane amount of pull in that locker room.
1: That's when you know you fucked up. Yeah. Like when the players are coming out and saying, Yeah, what is this all about? <laughs>
0: Um, I got one I more. It. I got one more for you. Yeah. Give me Baldy. Give me a Baldy breakdown of Baldy? him just sweating over yeah. blocking assignments. I was watching him yesterday on NFL network, man. That guy can, I'll watch blocking videos. That's the only time I'll ever watch a blocking videos. If he's breaking it down.
1: Can of let you in on a secret. We do, you know, after every Eagles game, Baldy goes on Twitter and, uh, he does his breakdowns, right. Where mm-hmm. he just films the TV, which is the best part about it. Best part. But, uh, We just throw those up on the site because like, I think he has a lot of good knowledge to share or whatever. Right. And I think it's like good for readers or whatever. And I learned something too. Those posts do amazingly well. Yes, they do. Like a lot of people click on those because it's like just baldy telling it how it is, you know, and like you learn something every time, but I mean, he'd be perfect for that, you know?
0: I don't know if he he comes up with the blocking schemes himself, but he if they if it's his if it's if it's his names for the blocking schemes, he is one of the most creative individuals and he should actually be doing more like naming different like podcasts or naming different yeah. like businesses that are coming out because he will yeah. always like come up with this awesome like blocking scheme. And it, and it helps when it's the Eagles, because so many times they pull jason kelsey or they pull jordan mailata out yeah. and so they're just taking on this
1: poor cornerback and just burying him into the oh park. i know Bald, get, get, i, I want to be as excited about something as baldy is about like a good like downfield like second level block or like a wham block or like jason kelsey getting out in space yeah oh. he's like he's he's horny for good blocking on most oh. things
0: just sweating <laughs> all over his, his laptop <laughs> Oh, man. Anyone? Oh, I got uh, one more. Jaworski. Jaworski stood, the, he stood, he stood yeah. the test of time on ESPN.
1: So, Jaws, you can do Jaws. You could do, you know, like a Trey or like an Avant, Rube. Um, you know, I, I don't know which of these guys are under contract with other. You know, I don't know if Ike being, like, for example, being full-time with Odyssey precludes him from doing uh, NBC Sports Philadelphia. I mean, in the past, like, there was always a bunch of crossover between those two. Uh, stations, you know, what I mean, like you know, even like Ruben Frank would go anchor on, um, you know, WIP, but he did, he'd write and do his stuff <laughs> on, uh, do like, quick, like quick slants or whatever, you know. So I, I don't, I think that can always be worked out too. The other thing I meant, I forgot to mention about Golick too, is that both of them are doing that DraftKings thing. If Odyssey really wanted them to do, to replace Angelo full time, they make that work, you Oh know? yeah, yeah, because I think Golick Senior is doing like once a week podcast for DraftKings, I think Junior is doing either once a week or a couple times a week. I don't think it's like a huge thing where it would be like, hey, can I – I can't do this other thing at the same time. So I really want to get this ironed out so I don't – so I can stop bullshitting my way around it, you know? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Do you ever All think right. you would be the insider for the media, for the Philly sports media? Like when you're you you're sitting in CBS3 cutting up clips of uh, Hurricane
1: whatever, Ida, or uh, – When I was Stroll doing real and news? When I was like doing yeah. real stuff? You'd be like, yeah, when no, you're doing no. real stuff. No, but you know what's funny, too? I'll say this is like, I, you know, when I, when I talk to people about about this, it's like nobody else is really doing it, no. you know? Because, like, the Inquirer used to have a, um, you know, uh, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like a media reporter, but it was like a comings and goings person, you know, be like, hey, you know, Susan Barnett's leaving Channel 3 or something. They'd have somebody who would write that story. And, like, Rob Tourneau at the Inquirer will do the occasional whatever but he doesn't like pursue it necessarily the same way that we do or he doesn't make a big you know it's not part of it's not like a branded like recurring thing or whatever you know so but yeah i mean like nobody else is doing it so people say people say this dumb shit like oh you're obsessed with uh angela or whatever Like, yeah dude we just report on the media man because nobody else is doing it like if i didn't if i wasn't doing this job i wouldn't listen to a lick of the morning show so that's and a
0: lot of things that people don't know is we get sent a lot of shit And it's always me and you being like, Hey, uh, I just got sent this or, Hey, someone just said this on Twitter of like, go back to 11 o'clock in the morning. Uh, Mm -hmm. Ricky bow is taking Steph Curry over Kobe because Kobe's alive.
1: Or they should should take that as a, you know, and I tell like people behind the scenes too, I'm like, you guys should all be flattered by all this because people were really, really curious to like, to see what you're doing and what you're talking about and where you're going and, you know, you know, what job you're going to do next or whatever. And, uh, to me it just says that there's a there's a market for that you know like people want to know the like the comings and goings of media people in this town you know because you know as as dialed in as philadelphia sports fans are to the teams and the games themselves they care just as much about like the personalities Mm -hmm. who are delivering it to them so i would i would say the fact that people care so much like they should they should see that as a as a positive you know
0: i've always said you could make a beat reporter for the eagles reality tv show work in this town if you did it right. We would need a Les and Jeff McLean, maybe uh, to like put in the sizzle reel to like make yeah. sure like people at like, you know, like in like Flavor of Love. I don't know if you ever watched Flavor of Love back in the day with uh, with Flavor Flav. <laughs> yeah. When Pumpkin spit on New York, like they put that in the sizzle reel at the beginning of the year. So you're like, okay, what episode do I get the spit on? Do I get the seventh episode or I get the fourth episode? But I got to stay in and I got to watch. You got me on a cliffhanger. So if you could promise me that uh, Jeff McLean – gets gets punched, uh, Zach Berman's punching up to Jeff McLean. I'm sticking around. Former guys used to work for the Yankee together. I mean, that sells papers. It sells views. I
1: need to just answer a quick question here because uh, <clears throat> T in uh, the chat wants to know the Mount Rushmore of Motorhead songs. So I'm going to deliver that real quick. Uh, my Mount Rushmore of Motorhead songs is Take the Blame, Shoot You in the Back, Burner, and I Got Mine. So there you go. Coach Gary is asking if they have four songs. Yes, they have four songs. They have like a hundred albums. <laughs> Most people don't know anything beyond uh, uh, the Triple H theme song, though. So I don't know if that's oh, were a. They motiv- the tri- were they the Triple yeah. H theme song? Yeah, the the, uh, the the game or whatever it was called. You know, yeah. it's time to play the game. Yeah. I Russ probably Russ, Russ probably got an erection because we're talking about wrestling now. So all right,
0: we got a little bit long, little bit more to go through. What else is on there? I've got this on the docket. I'm going to give you okay. it's dealer's choice. It's Kinker's choice. Okay. Uh, union trainer, Kyrie opts in <laughs> or Bryce Harper injured.
1: Um, Kyrie's a weirdo. Like I'm just glad the Sixers don't have anything to do with him. Uh, f-
0: you know, I also think as- it's
1: open their face. As long as he's up there, man, I mean, like, there's probably dysfunction, you know, in that, you know, I mean, now they've got to deal with him and Ben Simmons on the same team. Durant's probably thinking like, what the hell, you know? So I think that's probably actually good for the Sixers, maybe that he stayed up there and who knows how many games he plays next year. Bryce, I mean, I guess it was just reported that he's going to do the surgery. He's going to have the surgery. Yeah. But maybe he's back. You know, I think the hope is that he'd be back by late August, early September, like if Castellanos keeps hitting, I guess he's got like six hits probably in the last three games. Now keep him at DH let Veerling play right field. And, uh, you know, just try blue to bullpen's like, coming together, bullpens coming together. Just try to keep it, keep it up until keep it, keep it afloat until Bryce comes back man. I mean, it's you can't replace. He's just, he just puts up stupid video game numbers, you know, um, hot take.
0: They didn't make the playoffs with the MVP last year. So they've just as good of a shot with the payroll they have this year and the MVP <laughs> on the DL.
1: Just trying yeah, to be optimistic. Yeah. No, I mean, I like that. I like the, I like the Paz for sure. Um, I don't know. You know, they got a homestand coming up now, like two teams that are, that are above them, like, you know, in the like 40, 30, 42, and 32 kind of range or whatever. So, I mean, now's, now's the time, you know, to kind of just like stay, you know, try to get like five or six games above 500. If they can, if they can keep, keep that going for a little while. I mean, like, does it, does anybody think that the Mets are going to, not do what they do every year. Uh, is this a different Mets team? I don't.
0: <laughs> it's, it, it, it's a different Mets team because if they didn't have Degrom and Scherzer out for the whole, yeah. like, Degrom for the whole year, Scherzer for most of the year, like Acuna, they Atlanta Braves win it without Acuna last year. So like yeah. you can't even really look at excuses for the Phillies when like yeah. Mets fans and and Braves fans want to make fun of you for missing the playoffs for eleven straight years is because yeah. they. They've proven that they can do it without their two stars, which sucks.
1: You know, on the on the union trainer thing, it's funny because I don't – you know, I asked readers – or I mentioned in the story that we did, I'm like, ah, I've never seen a uh, – here's the video of it. <laughs> so Paul Rushing has been a, has been the union's trainer since, like, 2010. He's an original. And he came out on the field the other night and um, was just checking on a guy who I think had a, had a shot to the head. So he – the New York player comes in and touches him. He pushes him away – but then he gets, he pushes him again there, and then the ref comes over. And the, so the
0: second pusher, in my opinion, that warranted a card.
1: Did, you're talking As about Cass- Castellanos, when Castellanos, he came? Casiano's, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Casiano's, that's at least a yellow. All right. Like that's just a guy. Hey, get and away he from did, my yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Get away from my guy. I'm see, working on him. See, that one's fine, but then I don't know. Like, see, there's the second one. Like, did he need to do that? I probably think that's not. probably what got him. That's probably what got him ejected, you know? But I'm mean, not, it's crazy because he's been in two confrontations like that. This year and here's uh glessness the center back like bear hugging him you know but i you know somebody mentioned because I said in the story I'm like I, I don't like I've never heard of a medical dude or a trainer getting like ejected <laughs> from a game or like kicked out or whatever and somebody shared an article from like the 90s where I think the sixers had a uh yeah he was it was like a team doctor like a physician or somebody on the sidelines or whatever who was complaining about a uh, I think it was complaining about a call. And so he got like a like a technical <laughs> call on him. Uh, and so that's the, the one like instance that people could find of that. But it's like crazy. You know, I uh I think it's stupid, too, that because like not to go like too deep into it but the clock is still running. Right. Mm-hmm. So when the player comes over and like pulls him up and says you're fine or whatever. OK, but it's not the, the ref is adding that time on at the end. Anyway, so I don't really know what you're complaining about, you know, unless you it's like a thing like what you see, like in football, if like a spread offense and no huddle offense is like bang, bang, bang down the field. And then dude just falls over, like grabbing his leg. like Oh, I'm cramping, you know, to stop their momentum. Like, that's one thing. But in soccer, the clock keeps going. So I don't I don't really see the big deal about like a trainer checking on a dude for like a concussion or some shit, you know, if he's taking his time.
0: Dave, pull that picture back up of the union you just had. If you if Dave can zoom in, you see right in between number six's legs. You yeah. can see the the union guy just peeking, who's supposedly oh, injured. He? <laughs> he's just peeking right there, watching oh, the like the melee. So you know what? I'm going to have to root that maybe it was a uh, a time wasting injury, even though like it, yeah. said, the clock
1: does run up. It could have been, and if they're doing it, I don't. I don't want the union to do that because then all you all you is just feeding the the bullshit of people that's oh they're floppers and they're fakers and stuff like that. You know, they're doing it in the NBA now more too, and they're doing it in the NFL at the same time. But it, it shouldn't. It it shouldn't be justified. Like it shouldn't be bleeding into the four for four sports. You know what I mean? They they should. They're, what they're supposed to do actually is when there's there's faking and simulation in soccer, they're supposed to card you for it. Mm-hmm. So well, you're like supposed you to get a yellow. Him.
0: Jason Tatum hurt his uh, hurt his shoulder in the Eastern Conference Finals, and then was magically out in like two seconds against the Heat. And he like oh. he like you could see in the cameras he's like holding his shoulder. Looks like he like was shot. And then he kind of like peeks at the camera, making sure that he, you know, in case the Celtics oh, got yeah. it, you know, they get it for the yearbook and everything. Yeah.
1: And I don't know where that came from. I don't know if it was the European game that like influenced the American game with basketball. And if that's where the influx of like, you know, faking and flopping and taking charges and throwing your head back. I don't know if that's where that came from, but, um, you know, it, it shouldn't be. I, I don't want the union to have a reputation of being fucking fakers you know so that's that's what i look at it you know.
0: their reputation is they're the best team in philadelphia right now
1: easily <laughs> i yeah man i mean they you know it was always going to take to the other teams being shitty for people to like recognize and some people don't care about it and that's fine i don't think i don't you don't have to like the team or like soccer if you don't want to but my my thing was always like they got a bunch of local kids and the academies, you know pulling dudes out and um, you know, they're easy to cheer for if you care about local, then there's a bunch of local dudes out on the field. So it's always been, at least they have an identity and they have like at the academy, they have local kids and stuff. So they know the you know, you have teams like the Flyers that are flopping around. You don't really know what they're, what they are, but you know, at least with the union, it's recognizable and there's a bunch of local kids to cheer for. So
0: that's what one I more, always try to say. One know. more thing before we, we get off here. Yeah. I wanted to talk to you about, um, supposedly there was a coach, Dave, you could pull up one of the last tweets about, uh, Rushing, protecting players. Um, obviously, I got into the union a little late. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, who was this crazy guy who used to coach the union who withheld water on like a 12 mile track run?
1: This was the first. So, this was the first coach, Peter Novak. And this, this came, this looks like uh, this tweet is uh, being clipped from uh, there was a court case where yeah. he uh, had a big blow up with the team and then he got fired because he was, he was, uh, like pushing him way too hard. He was like withholding, uh, water from them. He was doing a bunch of bullshit. He wasn't supposed to be doing, but yeah, in the, um, a couple paragraphs here, they're talking about how Paul rushing the trainer was fighting, um, was fighting against that. He was trying to get them water and he was trying to like tell the coach, you're full of shit. And, you know,
0: <laughs> and, the, and if you read more into the article, the coach yeah. takes the water and throws it into the bushes saying water makes you weak and you lose focus. Is this guy like uh, Peter Novak doesn't sound like he's, he's from like Serbia or Russia or like
1: he's, Gulag. he's, he's Polish.
0: Okay. Well, <laughs> now, you know, Yeah, All he's right.
1: old school, he's old school Eastern European, but okay. uh, he was always nice to me. So when all the allegations came out, <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't know, you know. So that was funny too, because if people gave a shit about the union then and it was like reported in like major outlets, it would have been crazy. Like imagine if Chip Kelly withheld water from the mm-hmm. Philadelphia Eagles and then uh, you know, the trainer uh you know tried to sneak water to them and Chip Kelly told him they were weak. I mean it's just crazy to think like that. Instead that's he just
0: collected them. their piss.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we can do we can do the uh McCarr thing too, if you want. Yeah, yeah, you, went you like five McCart- like yeah. more. Yeah, that's you, fine. yeah
0: mean you don't really get into hockey, but no, I but thought I you had a pretty good like, point.
1: No, but you know it's fine too because the Flyers fans will always tell you like you're full of shit, you don't play the game or whatever. It's fine. I get. It. I don't. I don't play the game, you know. But like, I can at least speak to what I re- like remember hearing a couple of years ago. And you know, like to set it up, like obviously the Avalanche go out and win the you know, Stanley Cup right, and uh, Cam McCarr wins the Conn Smythe or whatever. And, you know, so you get this, like, inevitably you're going to get people going up on Twitter saying, oh, the Flyers should have, you know, could have whatever, right? And, you know, I, I think that's a fault, that's a fake kind of thing because, you know, going back to 2017, so it was, uh, um, you know, Nolan Patrick taking second, Miro Heiskanen's taking third, and Kale McCar goes fourth, right? And So to me, it wasn't like the Flyers got it wrong and they made the wrong selection thing because I, I don't remember anybody – you know, to me, it's a what could have been story. Mm-hmm. Not like they they missed on this because, um, Dave, scroll that down there. I just want to look at the players that they drafted. So it was reported by Anthony and other people. Yeah, you can hold it right there. That's perfect. And like it was reported by Anthony and other people that Ron Hextall thought that they had drafted enough defensemen the last couple of years: Sam Moran, Robert Hague, Robert Haig, uh, Travis Sanheim, and Provi, Right. So 2013 through 2015, there was three first round defensemen in a. A second round defenseman, also
0: fifty so percent still on the team, and Sam Ram would still be on the team if he didn't have this catastrophic knee injury that like ruined his career.
1: Yeah, and Ghost was still young then too, he's and he young, was yeah. he wasn't out of favor yet. So I, you know, if if Ron Hextall's you know reported justification that he's like, hey, we're good with the D, we need a center right now, and they take Patrick or Heisher, you know, whoever fell to them. I like what I remember at the time was just people saying, yeah, that's cool. Like, just take you'll be happy with either one of those two. I don't remember anybody saying back then. I'm like, I could be wrong, but I don't remember anybody like arguing about it on Flyers Twitter or on the radio or anything internally like, oh, they should have taken Kale McCarr over Nolan Patrick. I don't remember that being a thing at all. You know, I, I mean, McCarr, McCarr wasn't even the first defenseman off the board. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, but they, ironically, they would have been better off with any of any of those guys too, you know, Heiskanen or Pedersen right. or Heisher. So.
0: This is the thing. If you have the second pick in Philadelphia, you do not pick it. Carson Wentz, uh, Sean Bradley, I think was the second overall pick. I think Keith Van Horn might've been the second overall pick, even though he was traded to the, to the Sixers. Evan Turner. (laughs) Evan Turner was the second overall pick. Yeah. 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 Like if you have a second overall pick, you do not draft it in Philadelphia.
1: Yeah. But, but am I wrong? Like, do you remember anything different back then? Like, do you remember people saying, Oh, they shouldn't have like I know that people had some concerns about like Nolan Patrick's injuries or like, maybe he was like a different, maybe his personality or whatever, but I don't remember anything where it was like, Oh, they should have taken one of the defensemen. As
0: the casual of all casual Flyers fans, I still would have known if it was like, if someone would have freaked out over the draft of, of, uh, of Nolan Patrick over, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like the, it's kind of like the the Kings taking uh, Keegan Murray over, Jaden Ivy. Like that's what I yeah. would know. Like if I was even a yeah. Kings, like if I was even a Kings fan, like I'm not a Kings fan. Yeah. I would even know that, that like they, that was an insane pick that like made people live it, that they took Keegan Murray.
1: Yeah. I think like the point that I was trying to make in the article, is like, even if there were some, you know, pockets of Flyers fans who thought they should have gone D instead of taking a center at that point that it, it to me, that wasn't like a, a Jalen Rager and Justin Jefferson thing, where it was like the one guy is like right in front of your face. And the other guy we could tell was sort of a like reachish ba- based on where they projected him to go. so I don't think the I just think if we're frame, if we're framing the McCarve Nolan Patrick thing, it's not like a to me it's less of like a whiff and more of like just a you know hey what, what uh what could have been you know
0: I hear you no yeah. I agree 100 percent. Anything else you want to touch on before we uh before we get out of here? The yeah, first man. broadcast 3.0 of all time. No, yeah, I'm
1: just happy. Listen, man, I'm just happy we're doing it again. It's, I didn't, you know, and you know, like I say, Russ and I didn't leave to mean to leave people hanging. It was just you know, we, we probably should have said something like back in the day, like, hey, this thing's not dead. We're just gonna shelve it for a while and then we'll rebrand it. But uh, you know, it's nice to uh you know launch this thing again and look for, looking forward to having some cool guests on and you know talking about the eagles when the season gets going and yeah i mean we did pretty much an entire show without talking about the eagles so there you go well let's get it back to the eagles no let's get it back to the eagles uh, 17 another uh, this year
0: and plus we gave the people an extra 10 minutes and so don't ever say yeah. we didn't do anything for you so yeah. if you uh if you enjoyed it please subscribe we'll be here every tuesday and every thursday from 12 to 12 30 p.m uh, hit that like button at the at the bottom because that's what the algorithm loves and uh we'll talk to you